Hey everyone, uh, thanks for joining us today on this episode um, of our Clarity Con podcast. Real quick before we get started, we wanted to be sure you mark your calendars for May 15th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for Clarity Con 2020. We're going to have four amazing speakers to help you build your business now um, in the new economy. Everything you need to know to jumpstart your business strategy, your branding, your tech, whatever it is, we've got answers for you. And we'll have a live Q&A session to go along with it. Plus, you get some free coaching sessions um, after the event. So be sure and join us. Uh, keep a ear out for more information. We'll be sending it out over the next week or so. And then let's get to it. Uh, our next speaker is Holly Herlocker. She is a life coach and designer. She is one of our speakers at ClarityCon, and let's hear what she has for us today. We're all in our own locations, social mm-hmm. distancing, and what is it called? Hunkering down. Hunkering <laughs> down. That is we're a very southern term. Yeah. Staying on the yeah. compound. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all coming to. <laughs> so we're all having drinks together remotely. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, let's let's get some let's get life coached. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? How? How do you get life coached? Um, well, I can coach someone on an issue at any point in time, but if you mean like the steps to book an appointment, that's different. But I mean, like Laura was just what last week, I don't know, mm-hmm. I was running together. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I cannot get this webinar out. Like, I'm just not, she was having webinar drama, which I've had my own webinar drama. And, you know, when someone else is looking into your, all your words and your thoughts and everything, they can see a little bit easier, like, where the problem is. And the thoughts are always the problem. But when you're in your brain, you just don't see them as a problem. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. How much? You believe all your thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) How much of, like, I've never, uh, like, worked with a life coach. But I've obviously like I've had tons of friends that work with life coaches. And so I'm I'm very but so like the psychology side of me uh, and my back that background side of me is very curious how much of it is more kind of like working with a therapist to kind of work through things that you're struggling in. And I, I imagine like with life coaching, it's more about like your professional career and things of that nature is that is that right yeah yes um a counselor or therapist is usually going to talk to you about they're going to ask you a lot of questions about your background Mm. and you know patterns throughout your life um thought patterns or behavior patterns or whatever that you bring into your current situation um there's a lot of you come and talk and they ask questions and you just talk, 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 or you bring whatever issues you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I have seen counselors and therapists before and I didn't have as much like really tangible tools that I could take with me through my day mm-hmm. necessarily. Um, that made a big impact for me, like coaching has. Mm. Um, So, for instance, great example, Uh, last week I was having um, 
an issue. I mean, I was stuck in my own head about this event that happened um, where uh, a design client was unhappy with me and I was really racking my brain like about what part of it I owned as mine. You know, like I did something off here, what I should have done this, should have done that, you know. Um, in the end, it really well, it doesn't even matter, but it was her emotions were a lot based, based on mainly like the stress that she's under. It's always that, you know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. No one causes your emotions. Your thoughts cause your emotions. And so you're having thoughts, even having thoughts that someone should have done something different causes your thoughts. And then that causes your emotions. So in, with that, just that knowledge alone, that's very freeing. Mm. that you're the boss no one can make you feel any way that you don't want to feel you know you give them permission yeah yeah um and it's like the awareness of catching the thought is a whole nother ball game yeah well that's what i was gonna say like something i think in my own like kind of path over the last year year and a half is i've learned a lot about self-awareness is almost entirely the name of the game because once you have that ability to actually stop and take a step back and ask yourself like why am i doing this why did this emotion come up with this uh it 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 is a game changer and not judgment yeah it is a game changer if you have the judgment thing in there then you're like no, 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 I don't want to feel that mm, way. Yeah. And you feel offended because you, you instantly feel your emotions. I mean, that's what it is. An emotion is a sensation in your body triggered by a thought. And so you'll feel the agitation of anger mm-hmm. and this, you know, this rattling in your shortness of breath and hot cheeks and all the things will happen physiologically before you can even understand exactly what thought you're thinking and yeah. you've thought it so many times if this event happens or whatever that it's it's likely that you don't even know you're not scratching mm. the least been below the surface you know to see what the belief is that's really harming you because you're the only one that can feel those emotions no one else can yep can't yeah so you're the one that gets stuck with it so I mean, it's one thing if you're like, I don't, I just feel justified in my anger. Well, that's fun right. <laughs> because everyone loves the feeling of anger in their body. Right. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. You realize you're drinking the poison there, dear. So anyway, um, I don't think I answered I, your question though directly. I, I know with Holly coaching me, one of the things that I've really had to work on, and this plays into what you were just talking about, Holly, is, oh, my incessant need to please people. Like, you know, I would feel all those things whenever I would think someone wasn't happy with something that I did, even if I didn't do anything necessarily wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and learning to separate the emotion and the thoughts and just break it down like that to what is actually a reality I know that, and I have to remind myself of that. It's not like something that it just happens, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I still feel, I still like will react the same way. And then I, I know now because you've given me those tools, I'm like, stop. It's kind of like stop, drop and roll. I stop. And then I work through, you know, the tools that you've given me and I'm able to really either (laughs) 
let it go, you know, mm-hmm. or 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 just address it how it needs to be addressed without all of those emotions in it. Yeah, and I find that like when I am in that type of situation and I do stop, it allows me to actually see my my part in creating the problem oh or my, my responsibility. It allows me uh, much better clarity to actually uh, assume ownership of some of it, which I think once you do that and then you act on that, mm-hmm. that's when I've seen my managers always be like, hey, this was above and beyond and could have actually been really bad, but you stepped in you got the right people in the room where you just went and did this thing to make sure it got done. Like that was the right thing. Um, you know, and that's the two, what you just said, like finding the place where you own the problem or whatever, what you caused and how you show up in response to someone else's words or whatever, their emotions that maybe you're picking up on. Mm. Um, like that's everything it feels like a jewel when you find it and then but it's it's one of these things that like your brain wants to hide from you yeah it does not like it doesn't like responsibility it doesn't really want you to own it because it's like uh no you know we're following all the (laughs) things we're supposed to be doing all the time we're right we're right we're right yeah (laughs) Yeah. no you're not yeah (laughs) And it, well, when you can it, see that it's like, at, like last week when my client kind of lashed out at me, it was over a misunderstanding and I had followed up because I needed some clarity and I, then I didn't follow up again because it was the day that I was working on mainly coaching stuff. And so I was sidetracked mm. and I realized because I got coached that I had been using this account and a lot of some of my projects to really sidetrack me from what I wanted to be doing, which was working on my coaching. Cause when she was like, but we needed this yesterday, which, you know, 24 hours is not a good turnaround time for EDP. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't sign up for that. I didn't necessarily sign up for it. I had a lot of questions to even say yes to that. Mm. And so we, we were in a misunderstanding from the get go. Um, but at any rate, I realized that I had this pang of like guilt that I had worked on videos for my coaching clients and stuff. And it had been something that I'd wanted to do. Like I hadn't been showing up for myself and I'd move things on my calendar that were related to coaching, building coaching business because, you know, the design business exists. Yeah. Coaching business is so fresh. It's easier to just like push off and negate and people are sending me checks in the mail for design you know so anyway and it's starting like i realized yeah yeah and yeah and now i'm i'm like people need to be coached right now they need a coach Mm -hmm. they're stuck in their heads and i need to get my ass out there and so anyway i realized that like um had been keeping a lot of design projects going because because of this like need to it's not the money necessarily as it is just a distraction yeah that was like my scapegoat from doing the thing that scares the shit out of me um Mm. going full into coaching well i think there's and making a lot of offers yeah but i think that's actually very smart right because you're you're kind of 
you've started in this endeavor of coaching that is fresh, but you know, it's there. Like, you know, that the opportunity exists. And so having that design skill that you can use while you transition over to that is, I mean, I, 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 I know so many people that do something similarly, you know, uh, I do something similar with web development and I like use Uh a web development skill while I start working into product management is exactly how that all happened. And so I think it's actually really smart and, uh, lets you kind of do both so that you stay fresh and then I don't want to stay completely out of it but at the same time I know that I can't so so this particular client I've served for years and I'm not going to be able to meet their high demand Mm. turnaround time that they constantly have and so me keeping them is not a service to them because absolutely you know in two days a week I'm not right I'm not in that mode and I can't be in that mode it's there is another graphic designer out there that wants to serve them so bad Mm. and will do so great and I'm not their girl anymore and so it was hard to say that to them but it was also like it was so good and clean and perfect and I had a coaching call with my a friend of mine that's a coach like at one o'clock on Thursday last week and I was like I was crying (laughs) I don't you know I didn't want to let it go and she's like I, at one forty-five, she said, you know, we have a hard stop at two. And I was like, um, it's one I'm not there yet. Like, I'm not ready to break up with them. <laughs> and by two o'clock, like one fifty-five, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I could feel the change, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't about me. It's about them. Yep. And, you know, inevitably, if I'm not serving them the way that they're used to being served and the way that mm. they want to be served, then it's hurtful on both sides. Fire me. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to burn me. And yeah. so this way I'm stepping out with. Well, um, you're preserving that bridge for something in the future as well. I mean, like I can, for I sure. can give so many things where like, because things ended well uh, at this one point in time, two years later, it led to something great because of that connection. Um, and I think clients honestly, like really respect people that are very straightforward with them like that. And I, I, I think it is somewhat rare, uh, that you see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so too, especially in the middle of Corona getting when everyone's worried they're not going to pay again and yeah, and the reality of that is there. I, it felt so right, though, for me to say no, not even no. Like I'm gonna do. I'm still serving them for the rest of this month with certain things that will help them on their journey without me and set yeah. them up for success for a long time, or at least a few months. But like, um, it's done in a way that's with the intent of like. You guys were going to have to not be together anymore. Yeah. And that was what was so scary because of that, that scarcity feeling of like, yeah, but this is a check and this is da, 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 da. like no one's hiring designers right now. And anyway. Yeah. So it felt right. All that to say. And I still have all of them in that brand. And um, I just, you know, like I want all my clients to make all the money and have all the success if I if I could be a part of it that's great but I don't have to be to have that feeling so Hmm. 
their way. And that, and the people pleasing aspect of it, though, like when you are a service provider, you want to provide the best service and the highest value. And your clients yeah. are not always. Yeah. I do think that you cause their feelings. <laughs> right. <So>. Right. <laughs> They're not privy to the thing about the thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have to be able to like do your best and know that you're showing up clean as a whistle on your end. Yeah. Right. Um, well, and like, you know, Matt was saying, I think being able to admit or just own up to maybe what part of it that might be on you, mm. you know, it could even, yes. it even could come down to, and Matt and I have been in this situation before because we've worked together forever. It could have been managed a little bit better. You know, it could have, it, it could be anything. And I think it, once you can say, you know, all right, I can see where I might've contributed mm. to this situation. You learn from it. Like, and the more you learn, the more value you're going to be able to add the next time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if we think we're perfect now and never making mistakes, then, yeah. you know, we're never increasing our value. Well, and that's mm. the problem, honestly, is that we think that all the humans are going to come to communicate together effortlessly yeah. and smoothly and everything's going to be perfect. Okay, let's talk about how hard it is to put words on your emotions and or intangible concepts. I no mean, kidding. Like, and yes. then you have to get them out of your mouth and in order to <laughs> and into the ear. Right. Yeah. That's clear and, you know, interesting and blocks or breaks through their own busy thoughts, you know? So the, the mm -hmm. communication is not easy and it's not supposed to be. I think this is no, part I think of it's the reason why we're called human. It's not, and not perfect yeah. people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, communication, I think is like the single, like in college, when I had to take a communications class, I was rolling my eyes and I was like balking at it. But honestly, now looking at it, I'm like communication and being able to effectively communicate whatever message you are sending to people and get them to listen is probably one of the very few skills that will always serve you in your career, no, no matter wh what you're doing or mm -hmm. where you're at. Yeah. yeah. The soft skills, Definitely. as they say, are really the edge, mm -hmm. like give you the cutting edge mm -hmm. or whatever, even all the writing and everything like, yeah. Well, and I think, I think part of that communication is really, not having that scarcity or the self-doubt because when that comes across when you're trying to communicate, you know, whether it be your offer or, you know, an idea you have for a new software, if you're not confident about it, if you have self-doubt, fear, that really comes across, yeah. you know, when you're trying to tell someone what it is that your what your thoughts are and your your passion behind it doesn't show. Yeah, as well, much and anytime you're thinking about yourself, you're not thinking about serving the people. You're not thinking about the thing right. that that right. why that gets you excited. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like 
get over yourself and just think about that's really the ticket is get through your own bs and (laughs) (laughs) if when i can get through that mode of like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing or i have no idea what i'm talking about or such a loser (laughs) and go into like there are people that need to hear what you have to say it gets me amped up and i think okay i'm putting this out there oh my gosh yes and combobulated that that's how it was with when you coached me on my webinar last week, which by the way is in the editing phases, it still has not oh, launched, great. but that's because I've had a lot to do, but it'll be there. So that's one of the things that I had to tell you, I hope I don't give it one of your like big things away here, things but away. let me tell you what you told me that helps me. And, and Liz, literally I picture this in my head. Okay. So Holly told me to imagine my fear that, it's, it's a thing. Like I just have to be okay with it. Like living with me and being there Mm -hmm. and just still do, do whatever it is that I'm afraid of. And she said, just picture it like it's in a truck with you. Yeah. Cause I drive a a car or whatever. (laughs) And yeah, and I, and I have a big vehicle. So it's like over there in my four wheel drive vehicle sitting in the passenger seat. And you just say, look, you buckle your seatbelt and, Okay, I have to tell you, in my mind, this creature is a monkey because I'm terrified of monkeys. (laughs) I have to tell you what it is for me in a minute. That's funny. (laughs) So so it's a monkey sitting over in the driver's seat, and I tell it, you just put on your seatbelt because we're going for a ride. We're doing this thing anyway. And then in my mind, the monkey's like hanging on for dear life to the, you know, oh shit handle it's like oh god we're gonna go she's gonna do it anyway it's like my subconscious is saying okay I'm just gonna have to be okay with it she's gonna do this thing that scares the shit out of us but she's gonna do it so we're just gonna hang on and so literally I picture myself driving to the thing with the monkey in the seatbelt <laughs> sitting over there just yeah. keeping his mouth shut well, so I got this analogy in the first place. It's kind of a combo of a couple of different things. But uh, Jen Sincero, How to Be a Badass at Making Money, or You Are a Badass at Making Money, is one of my favorite books of all time. She's so funny, and I just get amped up about her. But um, she has this, um, well, it's a metaphor. It's like talking about your lizard brain being that voice in you that wants to keep you safe and kind of playing small, which is she compares it to like a kid, like a toddler. And I think it's because um, like a lot of our beliefs are formed before we're even like eight years old. So we have, Mm. we literally are letting like some baby (laughs) operate in our adult world and don't even question it. But um, so she says like, think about, your uh yourself at eight or at maybe even a toddler's age and um it's sitting there telling you no no no, we can't do that this is scary this is, we're definitely gonna die if this happens or whatever or you know gives you all the reasons why you shouldn't do the thing um and so for me like I always and she calls it the little prince for me I always picture this whatever it is so it's been the emotion of fear or doubt or defeat. Um, Like I don't want to take action from fear, doubt and defeat because if I taking action from especially defeat looks like me not doing shit, like (laughs) me procrastinating, me Mm -hmm. ruminating on what I should have been 
doing or how I should be in a completely different level of business or whatever than I actually am. And none of it is good. And so I think of it like, okay, we're in the foyer. We've just had an argument. I'm loading up a lot of heavy emotions in my backpack and stuff. And the kid is there. And Mm -hmm. since, you know, Jen Sincero had that reference of being a prince, (laughs) I always picture it like a faceless kid wearing a, um, like a Burger King (laughs) crown. (laughs) And it's all bumpy and cute. And, like, I'm so irritated with it. But, like, I have a tender spot for it, you know. Like, it's just trying to protect me. But I'm like, look, kid, you're getting into the truck and you're not speaking. You don't play with the freaking radio. Don't roll on the window. You don't get to drive. You don't get to do anything. We are taking this action and you can come, but you are not going to have any like influence on the routes or anything. Okay. I feel like this is a Doctor Who episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This sounds familiar. Drive into Never the- saw it. <laughs> but anyway, that's how I like to think of it. Just the faceless children. Faceless yeah. Children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that that's pretty. And now that I've got that in my head, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's always other emotions and awful thoughts too. So I have to have like a backpack or a heavy purse or something that comes along with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. other thing. <laughs> like it just carrying yeah. it around or making the faceless kid hold it. That's what right. you should I do. I really just don't want to even acknowledge the faceless kid. Just like, because <laughs> he's going to like push boundaries. You know, when you're trying to train your higher brain to be the boss, the, the lower brain's always going to squeak. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like it's a done thing. And the damn thing doesn't ever get trying to stop. So I hear <laughs> it's yeah. always going to be a problem. So mm-hmm. knowing how to manage it and being aware of it, like you said, awareness it's the whole thing. Yes. Aware it. And just learning to be like, this term has been used so much lately, but just lean into it. Like be okay with it being there. You don't have to like get over it or let it go. Just That's like, exactly how I feel you know about what I Corona mean? right now. It, like it's like, it's here and I had do not like it, mm-hmm. but I, if I argue against the reality of it being present like I don't want it to be here I don't want it to be here I hate this I hate this I hate this but it makes everything worse Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and in the and it makes you where you're not productive which goes back to what we're not delivering because we're weighed down by this other thing and you know I think you know for me personally talking about the coronavirus is I had to disconnect from it you know I had to I in order to be resilient and do all the things I needed to do I I don't dwell in that place all the day all day I know it's there and like you said you know no I wouldn't choose for it to be there but it's there right I mean this is 50 50 we're uh doing life 50 50 50 percent bad and this is just part of the bad you never know what it's going to be, but we're all, it's just, this is what's yeah. next. This is the part where Corona comes in and changes yep. a lot of things. Yeah, it does. And some of them aren't going to be bad. I mean, just look at the changes. I mean, obviously I don't want people to be sick and I don't want people's families to be affected. I don't want you to not be able to be with your family if they're sick. All those things are terrible, but 
what good might come out of this is number one, our sense of community, our family, are okay with working from home. You know, the remote work thing has been such a hot topic for so many years. And it's not a topic anymore <laughs> because, because people are doing it every day and doing it successfully. And I mean, there's going to be good that comes out of it. And, and when you learn that 50, 50 concept, and I have to think that, and Holly, you'll have to really answer to this. It seems like it ebb and flows. Like it's not always 50%. It sucks. 50% is good. It may be like, you know, tw- today's 20% bad yeah. and 80% well, good yeah. or vice versa but just knowing that it does that kind of brings peace to you and just be like okay I'm in this place right now it's a season I, I think it's you just have to season. step yeah. back and look at the whole picture and when you don't know half the picture because you haven't lived that part of your life or that part of your day or minute yet you know you don't you don't have the whole picture but you just know that it's okay like 50 50 and it, Really, honestly, how you're showing up mm-hmm. for the happy 50 or the sad, ugly, messy, shitty 50 is going to make it, you know, like being all in, like, this is bad and it's like, it's awful and it's emotional and it is what it is and not fighting with that being there. I, like, yeah, I think it, it, and it's also good to like shift that mindset to what are the positive things or the opportunities that come out of this? Because like, for instance, uh, just connecting with, for instance, my church, like everybody in that church went on and on about how old people would never mm-hmm. watch it online, you know, things like that. And now it's complete. We had one, individual who didn't have the means to watch it online and couldn't and they got a dvd copy you know what i mean and so it's like well now Mm -hmm. that's gonna probably like yeah people will eventually yeah and think of how many more people will see but in terms of people because yeah exactly exactly and so it's like just for business in general you've got so many more people that are just going live on facebook i've noticed and like people Mm -hmm. that are just sharing and 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 i think it's an opportunity uh and it's an interesting time because it's very few times in a lifetime that you see a global shift like this is the type of thing that changes industries forever and i think it's like making teletherapy or remote services just a lot more used um in yeah, everything that which we is do so like i'm always complaining about doctors they are you know you have to sit in the waiting room for an hour and then you see them for 10 minutes and it's like mm. really i mean when you're someone that works at home and doesn't have to drive places you're like this is a colossal waste of yeah. time mm-hmm. you know, i mean you know like i don't mm. have a pain i don't you know there's nothing to touch or hear my breath or anything like that. I know that needs to happen. <laughs> I just need a refill of my prescription. That's all I need. <laughs> right? Yeah. No yeah. problem. But and I think you're right. Like you can shift your thinking. Like there is so much good, but it's important to also not try to change, not try to change it. This is the buffering subject that Laura talked about earlier. Like, um, 
Mm-hmm. When we don't want to feel negative emotion, we want to change it real quick. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, we good buffer point. it away or we like want to stick it under a rug or something. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, we try to hide yeah, reality. Yeah, and it's interesting if you do feel the pain or the suffering of an emotion and when you when you have it, when you're actually with it, like it goes by so much faster this is and this this with the analogy and the kid and the emotion or what as the emotion or or voice like this works for me where I think like when I have the emotion I'm just with it too not even taking action but like just being with it being present with this emotion feels like a you know it's constraining or it's heavy in my chest or it feels like a weight it feels awful yeah and you're and you're there with it you're like oh it's a minute 60 seconds 90 maybe of feeling this and then it passes versus going oh i don't want to feel right. that let me eat a cookie or you know react to it yeah yeah Best good stuff. <laughs> I feel like I've been coached. <laughs> well, you know, you just have to let it be there. There was this um, analogy that uh, no. uh, yeah. Cartelle had in an interview that I've never forgotten. And he talks about like two ducks being in a fight in a pond. You know, I'm sure it was two males because <laughs> the chicks don't fight. <laughs> um, but they were in a fight. <laughs> and when it was over, they both kind of went their separate ways and did this really elaborate wing flapping, like super brisk and, you know, like you see the tension flying out of their bodies with, um, you know, just beating their wings and shaking and blah. And they did this for a minute. They both did it as their natural response. And then they went on about their business. Like they went back to whatever they were doing and they weren't, you know, they got over it. Yeah. And I think they let it out. Like they didn't let yeah. it sit and fester in their bodies and turn to God knows what. <laughs> they let it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fester. fester, fester. I know. And I know like just us having this conversation, it like so motivates me to like go do the things mm-hmm. that – that I buffer not doing, you know, and my buffering a lot of times is like, um, something still work related that doesn't really have a (laughs) deadline or doesn't need to be done. You know, Yeah. I'm like, why am I not doing that webinar that can really help all my people? Instead, I'm going to go do this bookkeeping that totally sucks. And I hate, you know what (laughs) I mean? Um, I, I don't understand why I did that until I learned about it. And, now I'm like, okay, I get yeah, it. So I'm just gonna do the thing. <laughs> just it's gonna so get it done. Even it's if not it's even not pleasurable. Perfect. It's like you would change. Normally, I'm. I just want to eat cookies and drink wine <laughs> to get the dopamine hit. Oh well, yeah. Let me tell you, tequila is the answer a lot of the time. 
And, and here's my reasoning behind it. You know, if I have a glass of tequila, then I'll feel more like doing it. I'll be a little bit braver and I'll, I'll do be it. A but, little then, bit like, <laughs> but then like I'll have the tequila and then another one sounds good. And by that time I'm like dancing, having a party and nothing gets done. So, you know, it's, it's not helpful, but in my mind, I, I reason myself into thinking it's going to yeah, be a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny too because I don't, I don't so even want to do like. Yeah, I just I will do anything but the thing I want to do. I, like I really want to do or need to be doing or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh shit! Working mm-hmm. out is one of those things for me. Like I'll think of a million reasons not to do that, and especially right now, you know. Well, and and Holly, I don't know how you are because you're you're a gym person. Like you love going to the gym and. You know, me, I'm doing my obey at home. So it's like, I still think yeah. of reasons not to no, do it, even though that's what I did before. Uh, when I show up to work out, it's totally different than what I do at the gym because, like, I'm not going to be like, I mean, what is it? This it was yesterday morning, not this morning, but I'm all like, eh, I don't really want to do that exercise. And I start picking up my nails and I like stand outside of my. Yeah. <laughs> near death before I just stopped and looked at my fingernails. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, this has been great. And I really, I, I love everything that you gave Matt and I today. And I'm really excited about us being able to share this with everyone and mm-hmm. um, what you, yeah, yeah. What, I'm excited what about it. I hope it helps a lot of people. Um, so, Yeah. We are too, and we're excited about bumping it up and fast tracking it a little bit. Yeah. It's one of those things; it may not be perfect, but we think everyone What's needs the it right now. Be like? so. Yeah, definitely. A Zoom, like a Zoom call. What do you mean format? How do you mean format? Oh, videos. Uh, I actually have been working on that uh, this week. <laughs> yeah, I've been. That, that's. I've been streaming uh, using a, a service called Streamyard. Um, and it lets you bring people in and out, like somebody mm-hmm. can be the quote unquote producer. And so uh, it's going to be, and it'll let you, you know, share, the presenters can share their screen, but it'll all be over, uh, you know, video and uh, video Yay. chat. Yeah. 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 It'll be exciting. So we can all stay safely in our homes. Yeah. Still, still yeah. Get get all together. So and it'll be live, do a lot of cool and then you can day. watch the recordings as they drop. Okay, if you want. To. Yes. Okay. And how many? Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that Matt's the tech guy, but I'm like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Matt, is, yeah. this, is this not our history? Me going, sure, we can do that. Yeah. Is that like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we can definitely do that. No, it, that definitely will be how. Uh, how it's done uh we'll have the live uh session and then we'll have um uh the recordings afterwards that's great and live chat which will be great yeah yeah i'm excited about that too so people can really interact because we don't want it to be something where we're just talking we want everybody to be able to participate especially like everyone's questions and concerns are a little bit different you know about their business and Mm -hmm. 
And we may not address all those when we, when we do our talks. So we really want everyone in the quote unquote audience to, to participate and tell us what they're thinking and their questions. So, cause it'll help yeah, everyone sure. in the long run. Cool. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad Matt's, you know, doing all the tech stuff. <laughs> We'd probably just be having a great big FaceTime call. <laughs> hey, that'll work too. That's the MVP. Great That's big just FaceTime the MVP. Call. <laughs> y'all, y'all know if it was up to me. We have a hundred more people to add to this call. Y'all give me just a minute. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, y'all. This has been fun. Uh-oh. My margarita is empty, so I'll have to get <laughs> some Refill <more>. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this All is right, good. y'all. Bye. We'll talk again soon. Bye, everyone.